to NURFM. We're talking travel and we do it thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Beth Martin with us today and we've got a couple of really great destinations coming your way, starting off with somewhere that we think of as rather cool, Beth. Yes, so today we're going to be heading up to Alaska during their cruise season. So if you're thinking of travelling to Alaska, um, try and make sure you get there anywhere between May and September. Uh, Those are your warmer months. Um, So it also means that you'll get to see a few of the glaciers falling apart and that kind of thing as well, which is pretty interesting to see. Uh, So depending on what you're looking for, uh, we'll decide what time. So um, May and September, so those two months are your shoulder season. So if you're wanting to save a bit of money, uh, if you're travelling with kids, somewhere between June and July to stay, stay nice and warm, keep the kids warm. As long as there's enough ice-free water to be cruising on, I suppose that's important. That's why it's summer, isn't it, for the cruising? Yeah, definitely. So summer, as I said, you will see a lot of the glaciers um, so breaking apart, which is really interesting to see. Spectacular. Yeah, you'll actually find the the scope of the size of everything. um, You don't really realise until you see the glacier fall and then three seconds later you hear it. So there's that sound gap and it really puts everything into perspective. Mm, right. So there are several places you call into on, on when you're cruising up around Alaska, are there? Yeah. So a lot of the cruises will start in either Anchorage or Vancouver and work their way vice versa. Uh, so so you'll uh, just for example, you'll depart from Anchorage and head off straight into one of the glaciers. Um, we actually saw a lot of seals laying on the broken ice floating around and the, the water is a reflection of all the glaciers. It's that clear and that glassy. It's just beautiful. Um, so our first port that we're going to go to is Skagway. Now, when you arrive into Skagway, the first thing you need to do is go and buy yourself a fresh salmon bagel because they've got plenty of them there and they really are the freshest salmon you'll ever have. Fantastic. Um, they also have a, a gondola, so a sky gondola that you can go up and really get a view of the, the entire harbour and the, the mountains and the glaciers are just beautiful from up there. Uh, there is a tour of White Pass and Yukon Route Railroad, which is a railway that um, that will actually go through all of the glaciers and the mountains, and it really is an unforgettable journey that you'll take. So you get up to 3,000 feet in the air, um, so, yeah, you can really see some some nice views there. When we're out from Skagway, do we see animals there? Yeah, yeah, you will. So, I mean, there's, there's moose, you can do... Uh, tours where you might see some bears there's your whale watching tours which you'll definitely see some whales on most of them right now our next stop we're heading on to juno uh now they actually have a lot of uh tourism to do with the sled dogs that they have there so every year they have the titarog sled dog race which is over a thousand miles uh starting from east to west across alaska so there's a helicopter tour that they have there. You'll fly over the Mendenhall Glacier, see the glacier and the mountains and just some really spectacular views. Uh, and you actually land onto the glacier and you get to meet the, the mushers and the sled dogs and also the future puppies that will be racing in the next few years to come. Um, so on this tour, they'll, they'll give you a glacier boot so you don't have to worry about um, packing anything extra. And you, so you'll actually get to, to ride on the back of a sled as well, which is an experience in itself. Mm, excellent. And say mush once or twice. Yes. <laughs> um, so next we'll head off to Ketchikan uh, in Alaska. So they've got a few different tourist attractions. The first one I'd recommend is the Great Alaskan Lumberjack Show. So this is a show that they put on with all of the, the wood chopping and the carving and that kind of things, and they're, they're quite acrobatic. Um, so I'll leave it at that until you see the show. 
Um, another one is the Totembite State Park. So this is where they have the uh, the Red Indian totem poles. So there's these hundreds of year old carvings and a lot of history. And each totem pole actually has a story that goes with it as well. So jumping on a day tour for that is um, really quite an experience into their culture. And once we've arrived into Vancouver, so you can easily spend a, a good few days in Vancouver, um, have a visit at Stanley Park, again, while watching tours, and you might even get to see an ice hockey game while you're there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> making the most of, well, that's Alaska and into Canada, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's a wonderful way to travel. We're talking travel on to NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King Beth Martin. We're going somewhere warm, having um, chilled ourselves just a little in our last segment. Where are we off to now? Yeah, so we're going to head over down to Southeast Asia into the country of Cambodia. Uh, so if you're looking at travelling to Cambodia, the country is warm all year round, uh, but you're wanting to head in the dry season, so from November to May. Uh, November to February is probably going to be your best time because it's going to get a little bit hot in those earlier months, um, so up to, up to 33 to 35 degrees. So even as Australians, still quite hot. Yes. <laughs> so city number one, they were going to head to the capital of Phnom Penh. So there's a lot of history here. Uh, they actually had the Khmer Rouge in charge between uh, in the late 70s. Uh, so most of the population you'll find actually lived through this time or their their family or their parents have. Um, so that was when Pol Pot was in charge. So a lot of history, a lot of, of the the prisons that you can go and see, which is a really interesting um, and, for me, life-changing experience yeah, to see that. sobering, I'd think, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's also nice to be able to, to speak to the locals about it. They are quite open, even though it was a really hard time. They are happy to, to answer any questions that you have. They're really lovely people in Cambodia. Now, also in Phnom Penh, we do have some some tourismy things that you can do as well. Uh, if you're looking at uh, having a look around the city, it's easy to jump onto a rickshaw, which is like a carriage on the back of a bicycle that will take you around, and they'll point a few things out to you and show you what's what. the The riverfront as well. There's also there's a lot of markets down there. There's a lot of locals, just sort of, um, just really that's just where they spend their time, and they again they're more than happily to. Um, to talk to you and have some fun with you. We actually ended up playing some hacky sack with some of the locals when we were on the riverfront. So that was a bit fun. A little bit of interaction's always good with the people who live there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It really um, makes the experience. And so the night markets they have, so they have them quite often uh, every weekend and you'll be able to have your, your local food so the, that they've just cooked um, as well as all your little knickknacks and souvenirs you can get there as well. So fill up the suitcases. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Make sure you pack an empty one. Uh, next place we're heading to is Siem Reap. So this is really the pampering city of Cambodia. It's where you'll be able to get your massages and uh, do some cooking classes where you'll start off shopping in the morning at the markets and buy all your food and then they'll show you how to cook it. And of course, you get to eat it at the end. Excellent. Uh, so yes, a lot of cafes and bars and it, uh, as I said, so plenty of places to get your massage. It's a really relaxing city, which is nice to have halfway through your trip. Now out from Siem Reap is where all of our Angkorian temples are. So most popular Angkor Wat. This was actually uh, TripAdvisor's number one landmark in 2015. So, and that's in the, the entire world. So that's really um, a good thing for Cambodians. Uh, if you're going to see Angkor Wat, try and get there at sunrise or sunset. 
uh, for sunrise. So it starts in darkness. You get this beautiful silhouette of the temples and the architecture is just amazing. Uh, and then when the sun comes up, you can actually see the temples. So that was a really different experience. So it gives you a bit of a sense of over the ages, I suppose, because it's so old. It definitely does. Some of these temples are a thousand years old and they're that well constructed. Um, They're still standing. Uh, So there's all sorts of intricate uh, carvings throughout the temples. It's all very symmetrical and very um, precise. Um, And you'll also have an opportunity to light some incense um, in there, which you can buy. And that's actually considered a blessing in Cambodia. So Nice little addition to that. Mm, a little bit of local stuff. Yeah. So even though Angkor Wat is the, the most popular temple, it's the one that um, they have most travellers see, the, there is another temple, Ta Prom, which is it's actually been left in the same condition as when it was built. Uh, so you'll find there's lots of roots all growing over them and trees and things like that. Um, and it really shows you what it was like before it's been refurbished, I guess. Um, this was actually the, the set of to- the Tomb Raider movies. So if you're, you know, if you're into that kind of thing and you want to see where it was filmed, that's a, a little extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, anywhere in Cambodia, you'll find you'll be able to do a homestay. Uh, personally, I highly recommend this. Um, you'll find that you might be able to stay with a family in, a, you know, a tribal sort of area um, where white people are actually a rare sighting for them. And the reception that you get is is really awe-inspiring. Uh, I actually met a lady who her grandmother had first seen a white person about the age of 80 and she actually thought it was a ghost. <laughs> that's, so that's how oh, sort of foreign we are. But as I said, a really welcoming reception. Excellent. And uh, I suppose, will you eat with the family? Yeah, so you'll eat with the family uh, depending on how adventurous you are. So you can stay on, you know, a mattress with a mosquito net or you can find somewhere a bit nicer with um, with a proper bed. Um, the family a lot of the time will not necessarily sleep in the beds. They'll sort of sleep in a, a common area and hammocks and things like that and you'll get the, the proper beds. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then where are we off to? So next we're heading down to Seanookville, which is a, a very beach kind of city. Uh, so again, really warm, welcoming people. You'll find a lot of um, backpackers and travellers here as well. Uh, really nice because you can get a massage and a cocktail on the beach. Um, and also out of Seanookville, there's a lot of island hopping day trips that you can jump on as well and go out and see some of those islands. So it sounds like a wonderful, relaxing time in Cambodia. It definitely is. So make sure while you're there, you have a look at some of the local foods that they have. There's a few interesting ones. Um, Barbecue tarantula is one that I tried and they've got some deep fried frogs. So they've got all sorts of weird and wonderful things that you can try or just just have a look at if you're not so adventurous. (laughs) Thank you, Beth Martin. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King.